Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahn and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. First, a word from our sponsor. Microacquire is the number one startup acquisition marketplace and they're simply the most efficient way to sell your startup when you're ready to make your next move. Typically as a first-time founder, you really don't know anything about what you're getting yourself into when you go through an acquisition. There are many things you have to take care of that you're really not aware before you go through them for the first time. Microacquire wants to change that and empower you when you're speaking with buyers and then really help streamline this whole process of getting acquired for the maximum price that you want without the headaches that just come with doing something you've never done before. To date, Microacquire has helped hundreds of startups successfully get acquired and they've facilitated hundreds of millions in deal volume. If you're thinking about selling a startup, you might want to check out Microacquire. Go to microacquire.com to learn more. And now let's get started. We've been taught to believe that creators are only truly successful when they reach the top echelon of their platform with millions of followers and thousands of likes on every single post. But this is a false notion that doesn't accurately reflect what success actually looks like for creators or what success is about in the first place. The truth is that success for creators comes in many different forms, and it usually doesn't depend on reaching the top of the platform they're on. There are many creators who have found success by building a loyal and engaged audience in a very specific niche even if they only have a few thousand followers. These creators have found ways to meaningfully connect with their audience and provide value to them, which is what ultimately leads to success and making money off it. And that's the open secret. They are beloved by people, not metrics. There are real relationships at play here, not just chasing the next biggest vanity number. And in addition to this, the top circle of creators on any given platform is often dominated by a small group of individuals who've been able to manipulate the algorithms and gaming the system. This means that reaching the top of the platform doesn't necessarily mean that you're a successful creator, because it's possible to achieve this through tactics that have nothing to do with creating something meaningful. Growth hacks come to mind. Bad growth hacks. And honestly, I'd rather make something worthwhile than be considered a top creator who made it there by exploiting platform mechanics. So let's redefine what success looks like for creators and stop focusing on the wrong things. As creators, we often put a lot of pressure on ourselves to reach certain numbers when it comes to our metrics. We might expect to see a certain number of likes or followers or a certain amount of engagement on our post. We come to expect it and then when we don't see these numbers, we often feel disappointed or even get depressed. After all, our social media heroes, they reach these figures so easily, so we must be doing something wrong, right? Well, this tendency to focus on numbers without the context through which they were achieved can be damaging to our mental health and overall well-being. It can lead to a lack of satisfaction and fulfillment as we're never truly happy with our journey, no matter how high our metrics may be. It can also lead to a lack of motivation and a lack of direction because we're constantly chasing after these arbitrary numbers that we saw on the profile of someone else instead of focusing on creating great stuff ourselves for the people that we care about that are already there and following us. It doesn't help that there are platforms out there ranking all users 
of a particular social media platform against each other. At this point, I have nearly 100,000 followers on Twitter. And the analytics tool Social Blade gives me a B-. If I didn't know any better, this would make me feel like all my work is still not good enough. But I do know better. And I understand that it's all about what we focus on. In order to avoid this negative mindset, we creators need to shift our focus away from numbers and towards creating valuable things and then engaging in honest relationship building, maybe even more important than what we create. By focusing on the quality of our work and connections, we can find satisfaction and fulfillment in it, even if our metrics aren't at the level that we want them to end up at. This can help us maintain a healthy mindset and then avoid those pitfalls of becoming overly fixated on numbers. Because numbers don't relate to you. Numbers don't love you back. Engagement metrics are still somewhere out there and they're important indicators of how well content is performing, but they should not be considered the definitive measure of the value or quality of what we put out. These metrics, and they might include number of likes or shares or comments that a piece of content receives, they only provide a snapshot of how people are reacting to it at that particular moment in time. They're not necessarily reflecting the long-term value or impact of what we create. The engagement that a piece of content receives can vary greatly depending on the time that it's published. So these snapshots always look different. For example, a piece of content that is written and published today might receive a different level of engagement than the same piece of content published a year ago or a year from now. And this is because engagement is largely influenced by the current context and circumstances in which that content is being read. So no two snapshots are alike. One way to deal with this problem is to focus on the long-term effects of the content rather than the immediate engagement metrics that you see when you post it. Instead of focusing solely on how people react today, focus on the broader impact of your content over the long term. Think about the long tail. Consider how it is contributing to your overall goals and objectives and how it's benefiting your audience in the long run. This also helps to establish this long tail for your personal brand of expertise. And it means that creating content that is relevant and valuable to your audience over an extended period of time ready to be retrieved when it's needed is much more effective than chasing viral growth. This change in mindset allows you to create things that will continue to receive engagement and value from your audience over time. Remember that not everyone in your audience is susceptible to your insights today, but they might be ready a month from now or a year. Allow them to find it then and they'll be grateful for your long-term perspective and check out all your other things. Consider that leaving these little traces of your expertise and ambition will attract more than just readers, too. You'll find potential customers and business partners end up stumbling over your work if you leave it around for them to find. They'll be intrigued to follow that trail to your current offering and then join your audience as a pre-warmed connection. It doesn't come much better than that. Oh, and in case it's still not obvious to you at this point, people understand why we do the things we do. They get that you're running a growth hacking experiment with that time limited, if you follow me, you get a discount offer that you have. Nobody wants to be part of somebody else's experiment. Nobody wants to be objectified. And if you treat people as the means to an end, not the end itself, you turn what could have been a relational interaction, a warm interaction into a transaction. And that's cold and it's cheapening the whole thing. Many creators find more meaning in the relationships that they build with their audience, the people who listen to them, who want to listen to them, than in transactional gestures, such as asking for likes or retweets or other artificially induced kinds of engagement. A relationship is just so much deeper 
when it's full of mutual understanding. But many audience builders shy away from building those relationships because, well, it just takes a lot of time and effort to get somewhere. But it's absolutely worth it. And in the end, it will really show what it's worth. It takes some staying power to see it through. It is important to remember that the growth of an audience and the development of those relationships with them follows an exponential curve. This means that the initial growth of an audience is slow. It takes a while, super slow, you barely see anything, but as the creator continues to engage with their audience and creates good content, the growth of their following will accelerate. And this can be frustrating if you're just starting out and maybe don't see immediate results, but it's important to stay consistent, focused on building meaningful relationships with the audience through your work. By continuing to engage honestly and intentionally with the audience, any creator will eventually see their following grow exponentially. It's just how the dynamics of followings happen. And those relationships they will have with their audience will deepen and strengthen. It's also helpful to understand that we all start at zero. Even star novelists like Stephen King or Margaret Atwood have stories of their early book signings attracting just a handful of people or sometimes even none. And fortunately, they share these stories and I found a couple on Twitter, which was cool. That makes it so much easier for the rest of us to have something to compare our own journeys to. But even that can often cause problems. Comparison is often the thief of joy. And it's important to avoid comparing oneself to others, particularly one's heroes. When we compare ourselves to others, we often focus on the ways in which we are lacking and falling short, which leads to feelings of inadequacy and disappointment. Instead of comparing ourselves to others, I prefer focusing on my own progress and growth. We can compare ourselves to how we were doing yesterday and then take into account not just the numbers of yesterday, but also our emotional state and how fulfilled we felt or feel today. By reflecting on ourselves, we can avoid the negative effects of comparison and then focus on our own progress, no matter how small it might seem at any given day, because it compounds. But between projecting the self-confident image out into the world and how we actually feel, we often find this looming divide. And many founders experience self-doubt and depression and anxiety, even without looking at their numbers. Because after all, the entrepreneurial journey, it's already incredibly hard to begin with. But things get much more stressful when we add those arbitrary numbers and goals into the mix. And this happens in all sorts of industry, not just for founders or digital creators. I also see it with musicians and painters. Where a dream is sold to people, they feel like they're missing out or they are made miserable by the very platforms they use to build their audiences on. Ultimately, the most powerful mindset you can develop as a creator is ignoring vanity metrics, likes, shares, comments, when assessing the worth and success of your own content. Skip the low-hanging fruit, those short-term number inflation opportunities, the growth hacks to shoot those numbers into the sky. Those metrics only provide a snapshot of how people are responding to your content at a particular moment in time, if at all, and they don't necessarily reflect its long-term value or impact. And that's what you should be going for. Instead of focusing on these figures, build meaningful relationships with your audience and create high-quality content that is relevant and impactful for them today or when they need it. Remember, your following doesn't love you for your metrics. They love you for the value that you selflessly provide and the connections that you foster with them. 
By focusing on these things, you can create content that is truly fulfilling and successful and build relationships that last. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You find my books here to sold and the embedded entrepreneur and my Twitter course. Find your following there as well. If you want to support me in the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please follow my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast in your player of choice, leave a rating and review, or just tell a friend. That would make a whole lot of difference. Any of this will help the show and I would be super happy about it. So thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.